He's Robert Fisher. And she's Nomi Moore. And this is the Mr. and Mrs. Show. The podcast where we talk about what's on our mind. And other stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Just switch it up. It's a new one. We're trying to find not our voice, but our, is it our tagline? Well, I mean, part of it's like podcast identity, but who knows? I I feel like you have to find that. Ew, are we trying to find our brand? (laughs) No, <laughs> no, but maybe it's like the Simpsons where every episode has a different way that it's set up. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so today specifically, we are talking about um, teaching in the pandemic. Yeah, and I know. Weird topic. Like, it's a weird topic for us because we don't have any kids. And neither of us are teachers. And neither of us are teachers. But... There are a lot of people in our sphere of influence that are teachers or in the education community. Right. And something recently came to our attention that both shocked the shit out of us. And we were like, okay, we need to do a podcast about this. We need to get this out there and maybe be a beacon for transparency to stop what I think is the abuse of teachers. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. We all know that teachers have been taken for granted Mm -hmm. forever. I mean, they're underpaid, they're undervalued and the expectations of teachers, uh, it's just, it's, it's a lot that they don't get paid. Well, the budgets are first to get cut. So what little they do get paid, they have to go into their own pockets for supplies. Right, They're never funded. And this is yeah. primary source information. Like this is coming directly from a teacher. This right. is not like, oh, my friend's cousin's mother-in-law's second cousin twice removed said, like, we've seen this with our own eyes. It's bullshit. Well, we're not giving specific names or information either just to protect these people. But yeah, we know firsthand this is all bullshit. Mm-hmm. But I mean, let's get into it. So yeah. we know that schools are funded by attendance and test attendance. scores. Mm-hmm. Attendance and test scores mm-hmm. is all it is. Kids have to show up and kids have to take standardized tests to show that they're learning. Or the, not. Right. Exactly. My that's, conspiracy theory. That's how the schools get their money. Is that our our government has been systematically destroying the curriculum in our country for, I'd say, the past uh, 50, 60 years in this sort of innocuous way to create a dumber American so that we are more easily manipulated when it comes time to voting. Yeah. Because that's where they get their power. It's pretty obvious. I think it is. But now that we're in this pandemic state where schools are shutting down, mm-hmm. teachers have been teaching virtually like a lot of people we've all been working virtually if able to Mm -hmm. i mean i've been working from home virtually thankfully but how does that work for the schools how do the schools get paid well turns out that schools are still paid by attendance and so students when they sign into these virtual classes these virtual portals it's like zoom but they're not all zoom Mm -hmm. often they're privately owned companies like zoom that make connections with these schools to make more money. Right. Um, but these kids don't even have to be present in the class. All they have to do is sign up one time mm-hmm. in the beginning of their class. They shut their screen off. They can go do whatever the hell they want. They don't even have to be there. Right. And they, and they're assumed that they're supposed to be there, but technically they don't because there's no accountability. So right. this is the thing that's really starting to, okay, t- let's talk about an episode that's going to grind our gears. So what, we're being told is that the teacher cannot record 
the session. You cannot kick a kid out of a session. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what the kids do is they sign on so that the teacher sees them. And then they go to a freeze screen. So it looks like they're reading or it looks like they're writing. But it's just a frozen screen of them. And then they're off doing whatever they want. Right. Um, and the teachers have no control over this. They can't call the students out for this, which they could in a classroom. Yeah, they couldn't but, ask their student to say, uh, turn your camera on or please pay attention or please participate in the right, discussion. They can't right. do any of that. But yet the catch to that. <laughs> that was Trixie. Don, Trixie. <laughs> but the catch to that is that they've been told that they are responsible and accountable for the welfare of their virtual students while they're taking their class. Yeah, that's what that's how can you be accountable for an environment that you are not in that you physically cannot control? It's ridiculous. And then you're not given any of the tools to help validate your position. No, they're virtual babysitters. That's all it is. Yeah. And they don't even have to be present. The kids don't even have to be there. It just they don't even have to do like you were saying that safe screen where it's like makes it look like they're reading. They don't even have to do that anymore. That's what they were doing at first. And then they realized, no, I don't even have to be here. I can hide my camera. And it could be a dark screen. And my teacher could be looking at 30 dark screens at one time. And the teacher can't do anything about it. But on your point, the fact that these teachers are being told that they are accountable and responsible for these kids during this time Mm -hmm. also extends to they're responsible for whatever the kid does during this time. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's how I took it, and I thought that it was absolutely ridiculous. How can I be in? How can I be responsible for a situation that I have no control in? Because you've stripped me of any any power or control I would have mm-hmm. in that situation, because it's now a virtual setup. Yeah. But the expectation is still the same, and I think the reason why is they don't care no. as long as the student signs on the way that you described. The school is now getting paid. And it's important to know, too, that these rules and these restrictions that are being put onto the teachers are being put on by the administrators. The administrators. The, the principals, the vice principals. Supported by the, the union reps. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of the union reps, too, are just playing along and saying, oh, it would be nice if you guys just saved face. It'll look good. It'll look really good if you show up and teach your virtual class on the school grounds. Looking sorry, good what? doesn't get rid of the pandemic. It yeah. doesn't force it into retreat. It's not like, oh, look, I guess we've got no power here anymore. So we better go find another globe to terrorize. Right. Don't stop pretending that it's not happening. You may not agree with how people approach it. You may be an anti-masker. You, however, whatever, that's fine. Exactly. But don't pretend like it's not happening, that everything's okay for the sake of nicety. And just it's visuals. It's all optics. Yeah. If this teacher is... Well, it's money. It it is money. It's absolutely money. They're doing this same job. They're teaching virtually from their home. They've been doing it for the last year. Now they're being asked to do the exact same virtual teaching job, but now to drive half an hour to a school campus with other teachers being around these people to do the exact same job. Nothing is changing but the optics of where they're teaching. That makes no sense whatsoever. So what they want to do, because I don't know the way that you described it and with optics, if people are going to understand like what the gripe is. The gripe is, is that the schools, certain schools in certain districts are forcing their teachers 
to teach virtually from their classroom at the school instead of their home like they've been doing. Mm-hmm. And we have one teacher friend who was doing that at one point last year. And they were in this sort of like communal trailer right. and they were having lunch. So their masks were off. And then guess what happens? There's a COVID breakout. And the person that we know was stricken with it. Yeah, they have COVID or had COVID. Yep. And um, at least two of the other teachers in that same group. Right. So with this person already being compromised by being exposed to it one time, cannot run the risk of getting re-exposed because we don't know what that's going to do then. Is that going to just completely wreck her system because it's already been stressed by the virus once before? We don't know. Right. Um, And I think that it is completely cavalier and careless, transparent and greedy for the school to support that Mm -hmm. when they know that it creates problems. It's part of the problem. It's not part of the solution. Support your employees. These are the people who are taking care of your business. If you want to run your school like a business because it's all about the money, we know it is. Quit pretending that it's not. Treat your employees with respect. Yeah. It's just, it's ridiculous. I, yep. I I do want to go back to, we were talking about how teachers are being held accountable and responsible. And they can't even see what's going on because the kids have their screens blacked out now. Right. So the teachers can't see what's going on, but yet they're supposed to be held accountable for it. Yeah. If a student is harming themselves or if they're doing something illegal, if they've decided to harm other people, the teacher is somehow accountable and responsible for that. And case in point, our teacher friend, um, told us specifically there was a um remember the spirit days we always had like flashback fridays or crazy hair day or whatever so in in an attempt to try to maintain that normalcy and have some fun in the classroom they have a throwback thursday and they invite the kids to wear 80s fashions for the day and have a good time with it yeah one of their students showed up to the virtual classroom holding a rifle yeah and not just like holding it like here it is flaunting it shoving it in front of the camera back and forth look what i did taking aim with it yeah pretending Mm -hmm. like he's going to shoot the screen there and shooting the viewpoint of whoever's looking at the screen right um and the teacher sees it and says um what is that what are you doing and he says oh this is my grandfather's rifle okay well you can't have that and what does he do blacks out the screen yeah just shuts it off yeah so at that point, is the teacher still responsible? We have no idea what's going to happen after that point. Nothing could happen. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Nothing mm-hmm. could happen. But God forbid, if that kid decides to go to a Starbucks and take some people out with that same rifle, if that kid decides to take himself out with that rifle. That's like saying that the teachers of the Virginia Tech coward who killed all those people should be held responsible for that person's actions. Yeah. And it sounds like they're trying to hold teachers accountable for perpetrations that are beyond their control. Absolutely. And there's now note too that this information that this teacher is getting is again, coming from administration, right? So we don't know if the administrator is telling the truth, if the administrator is just making shit up so that it keeps the teachers on task. So they'll want to be more present because they're concerned about their job security or wanting to make sure that kids are present or they're not doing things they're not supposed to. But let's be honest. 
this is the kind of thing where like, you need to sign a document saying as such, if I'm going to take on the responsibility of now this person teaches uh, middle school. So they don't just have 30 kids over the course of the day. They have at least 150 kids over the course of each day, five to six periods, 30 kids each. Can you imagine anyone like you are blindly responsible for 150 individuals and their actions at any given time between the hours of eight and 3 PM. And you have no idea what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And, How the, does that make and sense? the parents are complicit in this behavior as well, because they're abusing the teachers as badly as the staff. They always have. Another but example is that there is one um, teacher friend who has a student that never shows up mm-hmm. and the administration started getting vulgar and harassing communications from this student's mother saying that he's not absent. If you fucking call me again about this absence, I'm going to lose my shit. Right. And everyone's like, well, he's not in the class. So the next day, they're all aware of what's going on. So his first period teacher says, so-and-so is not in class. So on and so forth. Down to our friend and her period. And nope, so-and-so is not present. And it's just like, (sighs) the teachers are held accountable yet have zero power, Mm -hmm. zero resources to enforce the protection of that accountability. It's like, did you have to sign an indemnity clause when you became a teacher? Like what the, I don't understand. Well, our, our, our teacher friend says, has said constantly throughout this last year, I didn't sign up for this. When they signed up to be a teacher 30, 40 years ago, this was not on the syllabus. Yeah. Like now they're having to work overtime like teachers have always worked overtime Mm -hmm. having to grade papers and assignments and stuff like that but now not only do they have to grade it they have to grade it input it into a whole new computer system that they had to learn in a week's time Mm -hmm. because the schools shut down instantly and there's no additional compensation for any of that and they're still treated like shit if not more well and and you know going back to the kid who had the rifle um they contacted his parents. They contacted his right. mother. And the kid is living with the mother's father. Mm-hmm. And she denied that it happened and said that they don't have rifles in the house. Yeah. How do you know? You're not even living with your kid. Exactly. And then and and so now because administration doesn't want to upset the parent because they might pull their student and then they wouldn't get paid for that head in their class. That's all it is. They take the side of the fucking parent instead of the teacher who saw this and would have proof if they let them record the sessions. But I believe that Noom, as all companies, are recording everything that's happening under their platforms. I think so that they have access to There's it. a server somewhere that has that video, whether we press record or not. Well, Subpoena it. And to your point, too, because this isn't Zoom, this is a private company, they definitely have those recordings. Yeah. They definitely have access to that. Yeah. And at one time, too, this was pretty early on when they started teaching virtually, these administrators would just sit in on the classes. They would just sit there on a blank screen, mm-hmm. like watching making sure that the teacher is teaching, making sure that the students are there. And it's, what is your job? Well, the teachers are there. Yeah. The students aren't, but they're not going after the students because they're afraid of the students and their parents. And that's bullshit. That's an administrator's job is to create the environment for the teacher and the student to coexist. And they're not doing that. And they're putting all of the 
backlash and backfire that they're getting for their decisions onto the teachers. So to your point, I didn't sign up for this. Teachers are now having to be part-time administrators Mm -hmm. and they're not. They're the educator. Yeah. Not the administrator. And and it's my understanding too, that it's been that way even before the pandemic. Oh yeah. And administrators and, and no shade to administrators who actually are doing their job. I know a couple who I've known for 30 something years. Right. As, but that's not the topic of the, we're talking no. about these particular situations and this particular pandemic. Right. But um, my point was that these administrators are often teachers who don't want to be teachers anymore, but now have the credentials yep. to be a principal so that they can lean back in their leather chair and call it a day. It's like when a hairdresser wants to open up a hair salon. Exactly. Not because they have a passion for providing an environment for other people to reach their potentials, but because they've decided that they don't want to pay someone else 50% commission or a weekly rent to work in their salon. Yeah. And that's fine. But this is the difference is that you've got to take, you've got to pay yourself as an employee. That's what I do. I'm an employee of my own business. I don't take a hundred percent of what I make behind the chair. I reinvest in my business. Mm -hmm. Even if I don't have anybody else contributing to it, retail, that's not profit. That's business nest egg. Yeah. It's gross and it's transparent. Yeah. And, and it, it hurts to hear from our friends who are just, they're hurting. They're struggling through this. They, these people go into this line of work with a passion for wanting to help and inspire and educate these young people. Yeah. And now they're forced to do this bullshit mm-hmm. and it just makes them want to stop. I don't blame them. Yeah. I don't, I don't blame them either. I think that it's just so crummy. And now they're saying that they don't need to be vaccinated to go back to school. And then the union rep of one particular friend of ours has supported them going back to school because it'll look good. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is to encourage the students to return because they're getting paid per head now. And the kid's not even in the fucking class. They've just logged on and blacked out their screen. So um, privacy and civil rights and Okay, until you're 18, you're a fucking ward of the state anyway. So you don't have the same civil rights that adults do. You don't. And at the same time, it is important to protect privacy of children. It is, but this is a learning environment. Right. And this is not about protecting children. This is about placating parents' irresponsibility and inability to be effective and present in their children's upbringing. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what fucking pisses me off. Yeah. Because we don't have kids for that very reason. Well, you and I have talked about that many times, knowing that you call us selfish, call us whatever you want. But we recognize that we don't have or want to give that time up. Right. Because it is a responsibility. It is a mm-hmm. uh you are accountable for those children because they are your children. So we've decided not to do that. Right. Unlike other people who go ahead and do it anyway, because they feel that it's what they have to do as a straight person in this society. Right. And then they're not into it. They let the TV raise their kids and video games and school teachers Mm -hmm. and, you know, the, whatever the guy selling, whatever is down on the corner, you know, it's, and then they get mad at the wrong people when they're faced with the consequences of their own decisions. Exactly. And who do they go to, to take it out on the centuries punching back mm-hmm. a teacher. Yeah. And then telling them again, they don't need to be vaccinated to go back, but they've got to get, they've got to go back because they need the students back now in the class, because what they are finding out 
is that even though they're getting paid because it looks like they're participating, they're not. And they also get paid through test scores and the test scores tanked. So they want the kids now actually back in the classrooms to improve the test scores. So they're getting paid for both. And who is the person that's supposed to put their head on the chopping block for that experiment? The teacher, the person who gets paid the least amount right. of all the people we're talking about. It's ridiculous. It's always been that way. I mean, who who do the parents, and again, these are all generalized statements, mm-hmm. but we all know. We know. Listen, not a lie. having a kid is not a get-out-of-jail-free card no. from having to be a decent human being. And if you're using your kid as such, I'm going to call you out for it. There are a lot of people out there that shouldn't be a fucking parent, but because their organs work right, they can. And it's bullshit because they unleash these monsters onto society that the rest of us have to raise and then have to deal with and then have to know that these are the minds that are going to be making the decisions when I can't anymore. Right. And that's fucking scary. And it affects these parents, too. So I don't know why they're not thinking about it. Because all they're concerned about is having the gender reveal party. They're concerned about having the baby showers. More presents. Me, me, me. Give me, give me, give me. The opportunity to post photos of their kids as they grow on Instagram because they figure that anyone gives a shit about anyone but their own kids. Does anybody remember Adam Walsh? I don't. Who's that? Adam Walsh was the kid who was kidnapped and decapitated. And his father, John Walsh, started America's Most Wanted Criminals in response to that. And now today, you've got people posting a plethora and myriad of photos of their kids in their homes with identifiable pieces of information about them out to the public. It's pretty stupid. I don't care if you have a private account. Yeah. It's pretty dumb. You're putting it out there into the ether for somebody else to pick up. That to me is the cardinal sin in parenting. You are not doing everything in your power to protect your child until they are ready to protect themselves. So what the fuck are you doing procreating? And who do they get upset with? They get upset with people like me for calling them out on their shit and taking them to task. And the babysitters, the teachers. Oh, right. They get upset upset (laughs) with their teachers because the teachers aren't doing their jobs. They get upset with television shows and cartoons because they're showing things they shouldn't be showing. They get upset with video games because they're showing things that they shouldn't be doing. They're getting mad at all of these people. Because they're not doing the job that they should be doing in the first place. Listen, I'm not going to say that there weren't movies that I saw that I wasn't supposed to. Sure. Or that I didn't know I was going over to a friend's house to watch a movie that I wasn't supposed to. Me too. But for the most part, and by most part, I'm going to say 80%. My parents knew exactly what was going on with me. They knew what I was watching on TV They knew who I was hanging out with, where I was going, Mm -hmm. if I came back smelling like cigarette smoke. They knew it, whether they let me know at that time that they knew it or not. Yeah, me too. And it wasn't a household that was heavily regimented. It wasn't like a prison. They just knew. My household household was very regimented, but not, honestly, it wasn't like an oppressive situation. Like I had a good childhood in my home. Yeah. In school with my peers is another story. That's but another episode. It, that's another episode. <laughs> but, you know, when I was in my own element and my own home and all that stuff, so it just, it's a different space, headspace to be in. So I, we wanted to talk about this because it just, it came up as we were having a discussion with our friend. But we'd like to put it out there to parents who are listening be kind to your teachers, give them some grace. 
let them know that they're doing kind of a shit job taking care of your kids and the friends of your kids who may be even shittier. Let's give everyone just a breath and try to be there and present for your kids and try to be available to collaborate with the teachers to make sure that your kids are getting the best education that they can. Yeah. Regardless, if you believe in they go back to school or if they continue virtual, it doesn't matter. Just and be present. Again, being a parent is not a get out of jail free card for being an asshole. Nope. You still have to be a contributing member of society. And if you're putting your litter out into the four corners of the world, you best potty train them before releasing them on the rest of us. Not our job. It's yours. You signed up. You for made it. that decision. We didn't. But I will fight for education because regardless of whether we procreate or not, we still realize the importance of being able to shape future generations' education because they will be making the decisions for us. That is important. That is our business. I will fight for your kid's education, but not for your kid's opportunity to do whatever the bullshit you're trying to get them to do. Well, or the parents' opportunity to just have everybody else raise their kids for them because they're too busy. Yeah. So – to our, the teachers out there, we love you. We care about you. We know you're doing a lot of extra shit work right now that you're having to put up with. And uh, we appreciate everything that you're doing. And trying, you're doing the best that you can trying. with what you're given. Yeah. And you're fighting multiple factors. And we want you to know that at the very least, you have two people sitting here under the same sky as you saying, that's not right. And we're going to put our voice out there to whoever wants to listen to try to evoke and promote some type of change in the situation yeah administration needs to fight for their educators yeah and the unions need to do their job and represent their educators yeah Uh, and if if you're listening and you have something to say on this or if you're experiencing something similar let us know i mean this could be something that people just aren't aware of that needs to get out Mm -hmm. the the argument is should we open schools or should we keep them closed I think we need to look deeper and see what's actually happening right now. Mm -hmm. So wrapping up, um, thanks again for listening. Oh, if you guys do have any questions or you want to know how you can leave your questions for us, we do post these podcasts on YouTube every Wednesday, and you can always leave a comment in the uh, downstairs portion of the YouTube video page. And we'll read those and then we can respond to those either through YouTube or through our podcast. And if you, while you're on YouTube, if you could um, like, click and definitely subscribe because it it helps to grow the channel, which is important for us right now. Yeah. You have to play the algorithm game, right? Unfortunately, until enough people hear your content where you can, you can get the organic listenership or viewership. Yeah. There is a bit of, yeah, you've got to, you've got, well, it's like with anything, you've got to start at the bottom and you've got to work your way up through the tiers to get to where you want to be. Yeah. But thank you for listening. And you can, again, find us every Wednesday. We'll post up a new episode on all of the major podcast stations as well as YouTube. And we'll see you guys next time. Yes. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.